BNPL. No, that's not the name of a French investment bank. It stands for Buy Now, Pay Later. And it's one of the fastest growing payment options for e-commerce and in-store. Firms like Klarna, Affirm, PayPal are leading the pack. But the question is this, will BNPL be good for digital commerce? And what else is coming next? In this edition of Commerce Code, BNPL, good or bad for the future of digital shopping. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco. This is Commerce Code brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. It used to be called layaway or installment payments. That was when, instead of paying for your new dishwasher or TV all at once, you paid for it in installments, typically by making one quarter of the payment up front and then returning to the retailer three more times until finally you would receive the goods. It was a way to even out cash flow and make the financial hit from a big ticket item just a bit easier. Layaway and installment payments are almost as old as shopping itself. They were used hundreds of years before credit cards even became a thing. But about 60 years ago, they started fading away in markets like the US and the UK as credit cards became more popular. Consumers could spread out the payment not just over four installments, but over years and even decades using a credit card issued by a bank. Well, fast forward to last year and the pandemic hits, and all of a sudden, consumers love installment payments again. A new breed of companies with cool names like Klarna, Afterpay, and Affirm have made installment payments cool again. Instead of making the installment payments to the merchant, the consumer makes installment payments to the BNPL firm. Well, timing is everything, and with the economic uncertainty brought about by the pandemic, consumers have gravitated to this new and old way of paying for goods. The stampede to BNPL has been so intense that one of its leading players, a firm, completed an IPO earlier this year. So shopping is changing, and in some ways, it's back to the future. And the question is, is all of this change good or bad for consumers and the service providers that enable digital shopping? Today on the show, we speak with Rakuten, one of the leading global digital commerce and fintech companies. You've seen their ads on TV and their sponsorships of many of the leading sports teams in basketball and soccer and other sports. If you want to know what's going to happen next in shopping and digital commerce, you want to talk with Rakuten. Jennifer Medeiros is a seasoned professional with comprehensive experience in card-linked offers, digital advertising solutions, and she specializes in payment networks and the transactional data space. She's a senior director of partnerships for the Rakuten in-store network. Previously, she worked at Visa and Yahoo. We discuss BNPL, card-linked offers, and how digital shopping is changing. Hi, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Sylvia? I am doing wonderful. Where are you today? I am in lovely Oakland, California. We've got some perfect weather, so I could not be happier. Loving life at the moment. Right. You're just across the bay from Rakuten North American headquarters here on the peninsula at San Mateo. That's where I am uh, today. 
Everybody in the U.S. by now knows the Rakuten brand. You have done a really great job of promoting and advertising on things like the Super Bowl. And in many ways, you've enabled consumers to engage in shopping in different ways, you know, either using the Rakuten app, using cash back offers, lots of really innovative ways that you enable consumers to discover and buy their favorite goods and services. But if you look back on 2021 so far, because we're actually coming up on the halfway point for the year, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, What are some of the most significant ways in which shopping has changed so far in 2021? I'd say that you're definitely seeing more ways to pay. In particular, I think the explosion of the buy now, pay later category. What's interesting is that obviously it's great for customers and it's great for merchants because they're seeing that customers are more likely to pull the trigger and convert and make a purchase. Some companies have seen as much as a 30% overall lift just by implementing something like Afterpay, Affirm, Klarna, et cetera. Buy now, pay later is not great for payment networks because for all intents and purposes, it is cutting a payment network out because the buy now, pay laters are just an instant loan. That also then in turn can impact card-linked offers because, of course, you know, if you're doing online card-linked offers and no payment network transactions ever happening, you're not going to see <laughs> that the customer made a purchase. So I think the other thing is that increasingly we in the card-linked offer industry need to be thinking about new data sources because you know, there's been a high level dependency on the payment networks, but they're just not the full story anymore. And we'd be missing out if we don't look for new ways to engage with data providers who are really supporting the way customers want to shop. Really fascinating changes. You've worked previously at the payment networks. One of the things that's also changed is this whole concept that basically credit cards and cash are dirty and Mm -hmm. you can get Mm -hmm. sick from them. And now you want to pay with a mobile wallet that's contactless. And, you know, I think the other trend I see is the resurgence of in-store retail. There's this pent-up demand where people want to be able to do all the things, right? I think the other thing that's interesting is that not everyone's really that happy with online shopping. (laughs) I I was just recently looking at a Content Square study that said that only 30% of consumers were satisfied with their online shopping experiences and that they become really frustrated with things like promo codes that don't work or pop-ups on a site or the app crashing. And so there still are people who just fundamentally like to go into a store. (laughs) So, So I see that coming back. And then the relationship, you know, sort of to tie it together with mobile wallets is that, of course, it is in that in-person environment that people want to be able to use their mobile wallet. And to your point, so that they're not using something that has to be touched by someone else. You know, and it's interesting as you talk about it, because we think about online versus in-store But of course, because of mobile phones, now we're online all the time, right? Whether we're in store or at home, many of us in the industry used to use the term sort of multi-channel or omni-channel. And what we learned over the last year is there's basically only one channel and it's mobile and it's always on and you're always online. Hard linking historically thought of itself as kind of an offline in-store channel. 
But over the last year, it's really changed. And now card-linked offers are really a big part of the value proposition for mobile and specifically for the mobile wallet. How do you think CLO works with mobile and specifically mobile wallets? And do you think card-linked offers bring value to the mobile wallet? Yeah, absolutely. I believe that card-linked offers are really a tool for engagement as well as for increased payments. So historically, there hasn't been a lot of reason for people to go into their mobile wallet except for that moment when they're making a payment. And so I think that having mobile wallets have more and different types of utility, they're able to go into the wallet and say, hey, wow, look, um, we're seeing that Google Pay is running a special 15% cashback offer at H&M, they then are being prompted to pay using the mobile wallet. So it's not only a way for them to get some, some cash back, but also increases the usage of the mobile wallet because they're associating this offer with, oh, okay, I got to remember I need to use my Google Pay wallet to pay for it. I think anything that drives engagement and has the mobile wallet be higher up in the consideration cycle can only be a good thing and is proving to really drive enrollments and usage. Now, another key thing that's really changed over the last year is because we're always connected, we're always, we expect things to be personalized just for us, to be customized just for us, because, you know, you expect the merchant's website that you go to or their app that you use, you expect it to know about who you are and what you like to shop for at Rakuten, you really have a lot of different data about Mm -hmm. what I've spent on in the past. In other markets around the world, you might even issue me my credit card and you might Mm -hmm. know all the spending I've, I've done. And it seems like personalization is becoming increasingly important to commerce. How are you guys thinking about that now at Rakuten and in the future? So, you know, it's interesting. When I came to Rakuten, was Ebates at the time when I came here, aside from maybe favorites or pages you last looked at, everyone had the same experience pretty much. Over the last couple of years, Recton has spent a ton of time on using AI to make consumer experiences smarter and more relevant to the specific shopper. Whether that's based on your purchase history, areas that they just know you visited before, affinity for certain categories. This is especially important as we think about mobile, making things customized to your geography. To the extent that anything is a brick and mortar business of some kind, making sure that you are providing geo and distancing from locations. So those things are really important. And I just fully expect to continue to see that kind of growth in terms of increasing personalization with Rag10.com. I'd also say that in terms of our card-linked offer business, increasingly we're working with both merchants and publishers to really reach the right customer at the right time, trying to bring it into the shopping flow. Content has to be relevant in order for a consumer to engage with it. Otherwise, you're just taking up space with something that's not interesting to the consumer. Now, um, at Rakuten, you run this business and you're interacting with the biggest banks in the country, the biggest merchants in the country, the biggest technology companies and mobile wallet providers. So you're seeing a lot of what's going on. And the question I have for you is what's coming next? Like what's something that, you know, if you're in this 
commerce industry, if you're in the shopping and shopping enablement business, Mm -hmm. what's coming next and what's something that we should all be keeping our eyes on in terms of a big trend coming later this year? Certainly, like I said, resettling of in-store retail with online and the pent-up demand. And I've also heard it called revenge shopping. But then the other piece is that we really need to stay hyper-focused on AI and how it continues to change the way we do business, both from a consumer perspective as well as B2B. And then lastly, I'd say that there's a lot more openness to collaboration. Companies that might have historically been competitors who might have complementary offerings are agreeing to work together to drive a higher overall goal. That's certainly the case in in the card-linked offers business, where I think across the ecosystem, you're seeing openness to collaborate uh, is something that I think we're seeing more broadly across business. Well, it's all about collaboration. You heard it here first. And uh, (laughs) Jennifer, this last year and a half, it's been a pretty crummy year for the human race and planet Earth with the pandemic. But Interestingly, for a lot of tech companies, I think Rakuten included, it's actually been a pretty amazing year of growth. Would you agree with that? And what do you think has made it such a great year for for companies like Rakuten? I would completely agree with that. Interestingly enough, I think that having some time where companies had to sort of sit back and have a period of reassessment, like, hey, what are we going to focus on? What's most important? And what can we potentially do that we might not have been able to do in 2021 due to competing priorities that then shifted due to the pandemic? So, for example, in the Rakuten universe, we had publishers who, even though they knew, okay, right then, in-store merchant offers (laughs) are about the worst thing you could have during the pandemic. But by the same token, they were really looking forward to the post-pandemic period and wanted to be prepared to be able to take full advantage. Really interesting. Jennifer, thank you for collaborating with us and sharing some really great insights. Um, Thank you for being on Commerce Code today. It was great to be with you. That's Jennifer Medeiros from Rakuten speaking to us from Oakland, California. Coming right up. Some closing thoughts on BNPL and the future of card-linked offers. The more we change, the more we stay the same. As we discussed on the show, BNPL and installment payments are making a comeback. But the fact is that these services are not entirely new. It's a very old service just being delivered in a new way with new technology. The same could be said about using artificial intelligence to personalize offers to the right consumers. Some would say that's not entirely new either. After all, isn't that what a car salesman does every time a customer steps onto the showroom floor? He figures out whether this is a returning customer and uses visual data to decide what type of discount to offer. Now AI is doing the same thing using purchase history from a credit card or a bank account. Same personalization, just different technology. Seems like the future of shopping is just one big sequel. Or maybe, just maybe, that's not true. And things really will be different this time. Well, to find out, you'll just have to keep listening to Commerce Code. Or visit our website at www. Dot D-I-G-C-O-M-A-L-L dot org. That's www.digcomall.org. 
For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares, signing off.